0: Need a high end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth.
1: I want you to fall in love with your space. That's the reason I do my job. I want people to love going home. I want them to savor being on their sofa. I want you to get excited. To go home to your loved one, your four walls, the space that you chose to spend, let's face it, the majority of your day in. Whether you're sleeping and eating or just crashing here, you really need to feel at home at home. I think it's so important. And that starts by creating a committed relationship with your space, no matter how temporary, That's what we'll be talking about today. We will be talking about romancing your space. How do you woo your walls so that you feel so comfortable, so at ease, and so in love that you want to run home at the end of the day and cuddle up and relax? Today on Big Design Small Budget, we're talking romance. And we're going to kick it off with my design TMI. I know that's a little unconventional. Normally I put it at the end, but it's going at the top today because this week my heart broke for a client and I wanna tell you about it. Before I launch in, let me tell you that I am broadcasting from my storefront today. And so there'll be a little bit of background noise, a little bit of street noise, more than usual when I just broadcast from my studio. But we're keeping it real, keeping it storefront casual, and so sorry for any little background honks or bird tweets. Uh, In a couple weeks, we'll be back in the studio. But for now, live from Dobbs Ferry, 103 Main Street, this is Big Design, Small Budget, and I am Betsy Helmuth.
0: Design.
1: TMI. So we're kicking it off with that TMI, with that heartbreak situation I experienced this week in Westchester. So I went to a client's in Westchester, and she had been at her space for over 10 years. And I saw that on the questionnaire, but when I walked in, I was like, did she read the question wrong? Because it looked like she'd barely moved in. There was no artwork on the walls. The furniture was kind of in a haphazard formation. No rugs. No real commitment to the space. She had accumulated these furniture pieces over time. Some of them were hand-me-downs. And so there was no real cohesivity in any part of the space, not with the floor plan, not with the look of the furniture, and of course, no personality in this space. Like I mentioned, no art, no rugs, no accessories. It was bare bones. And while I'm always happy to see someone who's not a hoarder, while I'm always happy to see someone who's not bursting out of their space with all their stuff, I just felt like her space was a little bit unloved. And so I went out of my usual order and I sat down with her at her dining table and I said, you know, your questionnaire says you've been here 10 years, but I don't see that. (laughs) Is that true? And she said, yes, it was true. And I said, the next question on your questionnaire says you plan on being here 10 more years. And she was like, yeah, I do. And I was like, wow. Well, it is time to freaking move in. It is time to infuse this place with your personality so that when I come in, I see that this is your place and not just some landing pad for anyone. Because right now, it's just so accent and personality-free. It seems that anyone could live here. It almost looks like an Airbnb situation. And so she told me that ever since she moved in, she has felt really non-committal about the space. She purchased it, but it was a studio and she's always wanted a one bedroom. And she felt from the moment she signed the contract that maybe she'd picked the wrong partner. And I say partner, of course, she said space, but I want you to think about your space as a partner because essentially it's a roommate. It has a lot of say in how you decorate and how you live. You know, if there is a wall in an unusual place, it will determine where you can put your TV. If there's a big open space and it's hard to find a place to put your sectional, it might require that you buy new furniture. So there's lots of challenges that a space can pose and if you don't work with your space, if you're always fighting against the architecture, or you're always wishing it was a one-bedroom when it's really a studio, you're never going to feel comfortable there. You're always going to be fighting with your roommate, or I like to say your partner. So when you choose an apartment or a home, just like when you choose a romantic partner, there are going to be good things and there are going to be bad things. There are going to be things you love about the space. I love the view. It looks out over a really serene courtyard and I'm always feeling zen when I'm looking out the windows. But I hate the fact that the dining area is really tight and I hate the fact that I can only accommodate a full bed. I can't have a queen. So these are things just like with a romantic partner where I love how kind and loving and snuggly he is, but I really hate how he hoards newspapers (laughs) or I find this to be limiting, but I love this about him. So there's always going to be that no matter how much you spend on your space, no matter, I mean, I've designed duplexes on Park Avenue. I've designed studio apartments in Bed-Stuy and no matter what my clients have spent, From 500,000 to 5 million, there are things about their space they don't love, and you just have to fall in love with them. You just have to say, I acknowledge that you're not perfect because nobody is, but I love you anyway, and I chose you. I signed this lease. I signed this contract, so I am going to fully move in for as long as I'm going to be here, whether it's a long-term affair or whether it is a short-term relationship. In other words, if you've got a year lease, or you plan on being there for a lifetime, you need to commit. And that means spending a little bit of money, or I think it means spending a little bit of time. When I first moved to New York City, I moved every single year. And people say, Betsy, why do you bother painting murals on all these walls when you're going to have to paint them back? Why did you choose to paint your whole bedroom a color when you could have just done an accent wall? So that way, when you move out, you don't have to redo the whole place. And I said, because it's worth the investment for me to feel very at home. I'm going to put those extra holes in my walls so that I can have the art. And then I'm going to patch them when I leave. And I'm fully aware that I'll have that work to do. But for the entire time I'm here, I'm going to feel really comfortable. And I'm going to feel like it's my haven. And so that's what I recommend, guys. I recommend fully moving in. For as long as you're going to live there, for as much as you have to spend, do it because it will reap rewards at the end. You'll want to have more people over. You'll feel prouder of your space. When you go home, you'll feel more relaxed and more rejuvenated when you head to work the next day. I think it's worth it. So now let's launch in with a listener question, because as you know, today is all about romancing your space. And I have a question from Shaney. Tell us more, Shaney.
0: Hi Betsy, this is Shaney with Appetite for Seduction. So we give couples romantic cooking classes downtown in Manhattan and I love your podcast and I love all your designs and I need some help Betsy. So we give our classes in an apartment. So it has like a really cool vibe, it's sort of like a dinner party meets cooking class. So. Our logo is bright pink and black, and I need some help with the design of the space, okay? Because it's really hard to represent your brand and a feel at the same time, I think. So currently, one of our walls is painted like pink, like for real... Real pink, like not soft pink, like bright, like a big, bright, strong pink. The other side is sort of like a beigey or I don't, you know, like it's, it's not white. Um, and I have some kind of sexy pictures on one side, and down the middle is where we have our dining table. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to uh, add elements of like romance and stuff. Like I know candles are romantic. But um, bear with me, like filling up, you know, 10 or 12 little candle things a night is like a complete nightmare and it will kill my dishwasher. So I can't do that. I just need, I need some ideas of how to add romantic touches. Um, I'm also feeling very challenged by the, um, the curtains. I don't know if, if something there is like, if there's like, oh my God, that's like the sexiest curtain that you can ever think of. Just because I feel like the back wall where the, Um, the window is, since that is not hot pink, um, it's sort of like, like I said, like a, like a lightish whitish color. We have white curtains and I feel like it looks like, looks terrible. Like it doesn't, it doesn't add anything and doesn't bring anything. And what I need is for it to look romantic and polished. And I need a little help with that. So do you have any ideas for me?
1: So your space, because it's your brand needs to be seductive. It needs to really allure people in a sensual way. And I don't necessarily mean with sex, even though with your brand, I think that would be a great thing in terms of adding evocative images of aphrodisiacs and things like that. But I really want you to think about their multi-sensory experience when they walk in your space. And I know I think about that with my business. I want people to immediately feel invigorated with all their senses, and that's even more important at appetite for seduction. So think about not only how your space looks, and let me just tell you a couple things. That hot pink wall sounds rather divisive. You are inviting couples into the space, and so you want it to appeal to both men and women. And I worry that that hot, hot pink color Might not appeal to both sexes, but my other concern is that it just doesn't feel so sophisticated potentially, and you want to come across as quite professional. And hot, hot pink in such a large dose in terms of an entire wall might read a little juvenile. So I would think about maybe choosing a more sophisticated shade or doing like a sultry gray, but then adding on accents of that popping pink, which I think is a really nice color for what you're talking about in terms of romance. Uh, the other thing I want you to think about is smells. So you probably have intrinsically great smells because of what you're cooking, but I want you to think about getting those smells going even before they walk in, even before the cooking starts. So maybe have something on the stove that's already pre-boiling. Maybe have something that's already cut so that way when they're walking in, they're immediately getting a whiff of something delicious that you'll be cooking later. Now in my office, or storefront as it were, I always have a scented candle. Not always lit, because that can be a lot, but I light it for at least half the day. That way when people come in, there's an essence that they immediately didn't have on the street that they're experiencing now. But in your case, I hate scented candles whenever there's food involved because it really affects what you're smelling. So I don't even burn scented candles at home when I'm having a dinner party or serving a holiday meal like Christmas or Thanksgiving because I don't want that overpowering floral smell to conflict with my turkey smell or whatever. So you mentioned that... um Votives you were worried about incorporating votives and I will tell you a couple of tips and tricks that I learned the first thing I learned from catering is that if you use those little glass votive holders and then the Wax votive candles if you just put about a teaspoon or depending on the size of your votive holder a tablespoon of water before you drop in the votive That way, when the votive fully melts, all you have to do is take a knife and pop it out and it doesn't even leave residue, so you won't have to put it in the dishwasher after you're done. So just put water in before you put the candle, just a little bit, of course, you wouldn't want it to get close to the wick, but that way, when the wax burns, it drips on top of the water and then you just break the seal with the edge of your knife, pop out the candle, dump out the water, and clean as a whistle. Of course, you could also use battery-powered votives. And in your case, since you have a lot of people mulling about, I think that might be a safer solution just in terms of liabilities. But also, you might consider doing them on the walls. So with wall sconces, they have some great ones at Sea Gallery or even Target where you could drop the votive in and have that really nice candlelit experience but people aren't looking at the top to see that it's not actually a flame. The other thing that you mentioned are curtains. And yes, 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 get that sumptuous texture with a curtain. And I highly recommend people that we translate the things that I'm talking about for Shaney's space in terms of her dining room to your bedrooms. Like we want to create that same sensual and sensuous experience in our bedroom. So do drapes that maybe have a heavy texture, like maybe a velvet or a raw silk. And you're saying, Betsy, I can't afford either of those textures. Oh yes. Yes, you can. jcpenny.com is my favorite place for faux silk and velvet drapes. You can get them in all different sizes and of course you'll want to hang them ideally three to six inches above the window framing and you'll want them to extend all the way to the floor for the most luxurious look. So finally I would think about adding a tablecloth or maybe wipeable placemats to your dining area because that will help break up the dark wood table and I think it will also help define everybody's individual areas and make the decor pop. So that way they see their personal boundary, but also it kind of is a nice tablescape. And think about music. So you've probably already thought about this, but I think romantic music, especially when your clients would first come in or guys when you are setting the tone in your bedroom or for date night, music, music. So I am going to create a playlist because I put a shout out on my Facebook page at Affordable Interior Design for people to send in their favorite romantic songs. And we'll have a playlist on our show notes page, bigdesignsmallbudget.com. And also I'm going to play us out today with one of my favorite romantic songs. But the last tip I have for you, very, very last tip, Shaney is that nobody is going to feel romantic. Nobody is going to feel sensual or sensuous. And nobody wants to cook in a place that is not clean. So first and foremost, above all these other things, make sure that the space is clean and clutter-free, that the countertops are spotless, that there's not a lot of paperwork or excess dishes that you're not going to be using for that night out, The first thing people want to see is cleanliness and tidiness because that not only has a connotation of professionalism, but also when we're cooking or eating um, in areas like kitchens and bathrooms, people want to see that it's clean before they see anything else. So you may need some additional storage in terms of thinking about a buffet or a cabinet with enclosed doors with maybe a hutch at the top where you could display some of your glassware for that night's wine selection. Just an idea for everyone's kitchen, but specifically for one that your clients are coming to. So the next question you'd ask me is about your dining area and table specifically. Let's hear it.
0: Hi, Betsy. It's Shaney with Appetite for Seduction. Um, I called in already once. And so I'm, I'm looking at my space, and honestly, I have, um, I have some more issues. Okay, so, you know, we do couples romantic cooking classes. Um, one part of the apartment is our, is our kitchen area where, you know, like we, we cook and we interact and all that kind of stuff. But the other part is the dining area. And we have a long table down the middle of the dining room. Um, we are using like an IKEA, like the dark wood color table. Um, but honestly, the floor is like a, is a, that light birch color, and it needs something. I mean, it it needs something to pull together. It needs a rug. I don't know rug. I can't comprehend what to buy. I don't know how big the rug should be. I don't want, I don't want it to be a nightmare with cleanup because you know people spill wine, they spill hollandaise sauce. I, um, but I, I know it needs something, and I don't know what that could be because um, just without getting something special made, I can't even, I don't, and I don't even know where to look or like what kind of material looks good. Um, so, something to add a little more polish to the floor underneath our table would be amazing. If you got any ideas, please help me out. Um, our cooking classes would love you for that.
1: So, the first rule about a rug in a dining room is you want it to be big enough so that when you pull out your chairs, you're not half on half off the rug. Because of course, when you push yourself back in, you don't want that rug to bubble up on you or get caught on your chair legs. So I highly recommend that you get a rug that is 30 to 36 inches wider on each side of the table where you have chairs. So if you don't have head and foot chairs and never hope to, don't worry about that side. But on the other side, where you do have chairs, make sure from the table to the edge of the rug is 30 to 36 inches because you don't want that tight look. The other thing that you don't want is a high pile. High pile means a very plush or certainly no shag rug under a dining area, because as you mentioned, it's going to get messy. Hollandaise, wine, etc. So go for something with a low pile. Additionally, that will help with any liability. For instance, in my storefront, I have low pile rugs, so nobody is tripping. And I make sure to use a rug pad underneath. That way, it's even more sticky in place to the floor. I prefer felt rug pads, which you can get at overstock.com for bargain prices, but you could also Also, if you want a lower experience, go for one of the rubber rug pads. Just understand that sometimes those leave residue on the floor that you will have to scrub to get off. Now I'm highly recommending in your particular scenario that you use floor tiles. So floor tiles, F-L-O-R, not only are they very low pile, they come in a lot of colors including hot pink. And gray, but uh, also they have a built-in rug pad, which keeps them in place, and they stick to themselves, not to your floor, so you don't have to worry about that residue I was referring to, but also you can have them cut to make it any size, because it sounds like to me that your table is really long to accommodate a lot of dinner guests, so it might be longer in proportion than it is wide, and you might need that custom rug size in order to match that 38 to 36 inches all around that I was speaking of. So check out Floor. Right now they're having a huge sale. You're welcome. And if you mention affordable interior design when you go, specifically call or go to the Brooklyn store. It's my favorite. Talk to Amy. She's so sweet. But anyway, you'll get an additional discount. And that applies to everyone, not just Shaney. So tell them I sent you because I love their product. I have it in my dining room and it cleans up like a dream. The other thing I would highly recommend, you know, You know I'm going to talk to you about Roomba, Shaney. What you do, clean up the holidays, clean up all the liquidy messes. But then, once you're done with the class, click on Roomba, shut the door, don't come back until your next session, and she will clean for you. She is my best girlfriend. I mean, other than you, Shaney. Shaney and I go way back. She was actually one of my first design clients, and that's how we met. So guys, I hope that's been helpful, not only for Shaney, but also for you when you're thinking about falling in love with your space, wooing your clients, wooing your house guests with an experience that doesn't have to be sexy, but can always be sensual. Think of those five senses and try to appeal to every single one when you invite people over. And let me just share something with you. It is so exciting that so many of you have been feeling love for our podcast. We could definitely use a few more love notes, if you will. So if you're feeling so inclined, go on iTunes and review us. It's such a huge help in terms of visibility, getting our name out there, and spreading the love. Let me read one of my favorite recent reviews from Julia B-Way. Betsy, I am having so much fun listening to this podcast. You are smart, fun, entertaining, and you have a ton of great ideas. I definitely recommend it. And then C. Kolak says, this podcast is so awesome. As a homeowner, it really helps me to figure out what to do and not do in my house as far as design. And I love that it keeps a realistic budget in mind. Guys, thank you so much for that love. It means a lot and really helps with our visibility. So keep those wonderful notes coming. And I've decided today to go out with some love songs. As I said, I put a little shout on Facebook asking for anybody to send me their favorite love songs. And I was deluged with options. The only thing I could think of is Sade. And all of a sudden, people are just pouring in with these amazing recommendations. And one of them just happened to be one of my favorite songs of all time. So Catherine, producer, would you mind playing us out with Jacques Brel's Ne me quitte pas? Ugh, I love that song. I used to listen to that song on repeat. Ah, oh, so good. Before I go, let me thank our producer, Katherine Heller, and also our wonderful house band, A Town in the Embassy. Finally, our sponsor, Affordable Interior Design, making all your dreams come true on a budget. So thanks so much, guys. Until next Tuesday, keep it sensual, keep it romantic, and keep listening. I love you guys. Here we go, Jacques. Take it away.
2: Pourquoi mon cœur du bonheur Ne me quitte pas, ne me quitte pas Ne me quitte pas, ne me quitte pas Moi, je t'offrirai des perles de pluie Ne me quitte pas Ne me quitte pas Je t'inventerai des mots insensés Tu comprendras, je te parlerai De ces amants-là qui ont vu Deux fois leur cœur s'embraser Je te raconterai l'histoire de ce roi mort De n'avoir pas pu te rencontrer Ne me quitte pas Ne me quitte pas Ne me quitte pas Ne me quitte pas pas. On a vu souvent Rejaillir le feu De l'ancien volcan qu'on croyait Trop vieux, il est paraît-il, des terres brûlées, donnant plus de blé, qu'un meilleur avril, et qu'on vient le soir pour qu'un ciel flamboie, le rouge le noir, ne s'épouse-t-il pas, ne me quitte pas, ne me quitte pas, ne me quitte pas. Ne me quitte pas Ne me quitte pas Je ne vais plus pleurer Je ne vais plus parler Je me cacherai là A te regarder Danser, sourire A t'écouter, chanter Laisse-moi devenir l'ombre de ton ombre, l'ombre de ta main, l'ombre de ton chien, mais ne ne me quitte pas, ne me quitte pas, ne me quitte pas, ne me quitte pas.